0: New to The Jeremiah Show, it's The Angel Baby Show. This is the story of two sisters talking about the things they love most. Pop culture, social media, entertainment, music, and fashion. And now, The Angel Baby Show, featuring Elise and Ava Lynn. Hi, everybody.
1: Welcome to The Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn and I'm Elise, And we are really excited for this episode. We're gonna kind of change up our format a little bit. We're gonna talk more than you guys probably anticipating and um, leaving the interviews. Some really fun, special, important interviews towards the end that Elise did with some actresses, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll have, at the end of the episode, I'm going to interview three actresses that all are kind of on the rise, up and coming, share their tips, their journey. Um, That'll be toward the end, but um, at the beginning, what Ava and I decided to talk about for this episode, and I'm super excited about it, is Hollywood remaking films and songs that you didn't know were samples. And just to clarify that a little bit, um, for... When I like work in film and whenever I'm working for, whether it's an agency or an internship, you you kind of stay updated on what movies are coming out and what's new. And there's just so many remakes these days with Disney doing live actions of, you know, bringing to life Dumbo or Mary Poppins or recently The Little Mermaid again. And then, of course, just remakes and sequels and prequels to Star Wars or whatever it is. Um, But in this episode, we kind of want to talk about movies, at least on the movie side, that I didn't even know were remakes. And I didn't know they had maybe three or four remakes before this one or based off a book. Um, so it's super fascinating. and that. But I think what fascinated us the most was on Spotify, there was this playlist and it said, songs that you didn't know were sampled. And Ava, do you want to talk a little bit about like because I had a hard time understanding, like, what does it mean for a song to be sampled? Yeah. And then we'll get into, yeah. Yeah, well, Elise has this, like, insane skill. She found this Spotify playlist. I feel like it was a long time ago. And she's always been intrigued by songs being sampled and even covered. But basically, Elise has this gift where she will literally listen to, like, a note from a song, the very first note, and she knows what it is. And it's, like, crazy. And so she hears when songs are sampling each other. And I don't hear that. Like I'm a musician and I still don't hear it sometimes. Um, so Elise has always been fascinated by this. And she showed me the Spotify playlist with like great, like Travis Scott songs that you like are from really old songs that you had no idea about. I think Kanye West is a little bit more obvious about like the sampling he does, because I think he keeps like a little bit more of the integrity of like the original song, like in his like newer songs, but yeah, basically sampling a lot of rap songs do it where it'll be like you know maybe a little melody that they'll take from another song and usually when you sample it, it's all legal you know they like are in touch with like the original team there's a lot of times too like robin thick got in trouble um for the marvin Gaye song where he yeah. he got like a lawsuit so you know there's there are times when like artists do it right and like you know everything's fine we know that it's, it was sampled but then there's other times where like they don't want to say it was sampled, but like it might've been. And then nobody knows except for the people that were in the room when they were making the song. So it's mm-hmm. all a very interesting process. It's a very like kind of almost legal process that like, even I don't even know that much about, but I do know that it's really fun. I think when artists sample songs, I have like a whole playlist of mine where I'm like, I, I want to remake these songs. I want to sample these songs. Like I think as an artist, and for music in general, like, it's all about patterns and, like, and music is all about, you know, like, rhythms and patterns. And at the end of the day, like, we're all going to get to a point where, like, there's just so many patterns and so many things that we could do that it's fun to go back and, like, take a song like, you know, like Nicki Minaj does where she puts it in a little bit of her song. Um, but, yeah, like. I find that it's mainly rap songs, not mainly, but majority rap songs that kind of really take samples. Um, but then there's also like really, you know, interesting ones that that we're going to talk more about. I'm going to give you like the exact songs, like what they were, um, and then now what they are. And then Elise and I are both like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." Uh, but yeah, no, Elise has always kind of had that fascination with like remakes. But we felt like this is a very fitting topic. Especially because both of us just saw the trailer for the new like Willy Wonka like prequel with Timothy Chalamet. I don't yeah. know what your opinions are are on that at least. Well, yeah, and I I was just gonna say, well, for the Willy Wonka, I there's just so many comments that people are like, why why do they keep remaking things? Because yeah. Willy Wonka was first in the '70s, and then they had the Johnny Depp version. And now they have Timothy Chalamet playing Wonka, but it's a prequel. So that's kind of interesting because it's Mm -hmm. how Willy Wonka came to be. So I am excited to see that. And I I love prequels and backstories. But I, I also wanted to say, like, for the sample thing, I feel like because you're so in the music industry, like... Because you know so much about the music industry, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, sampling, like it's a thing. But for someone like me that doesn't know really anything about like how music gets produced. I listened to like when you showed me the playlist and I heard like hips don't lie. And then there was this old Spanish song from the 70s with the exact same like trumpet and melody. And I would never know that. Like I truly, as someone that doesn't understand how the music industry works, I think, oh, Shakira just came up with this melody one day and it's this huge hit song. And so that's why I'm so excited to to show the samples, because I honestly think most people are going to hear these songs and go, no way. I can't believe that was an older song. Or maybe they don't even hear the or how Two songs can be sampled from the same original song. Like, um, I know that. Like, this is kind of an obvious one, but super freak. MC Hammer remade it, and then Nicki Minaj remade it, and that's pretty obvious. You can hear the song, you can hear Anaconda from Baby Scott Back, Sir Mix a Lot, but there's just some out there, and I'm so excited for you to share them because it it honestly blew my mind. Like Talk Dirty is a sample, yeah, and the song yeah. that that sampled is nothing like the Jason Derulo one. So yeah, no, I definitely shared the same surprise with the songs that you sent me like i had no idea that those were sampled i think where my surprise where i wasn't surprised was just the fact that they were sampled like i was like oh my gosh i didn't know that but you know like the fact that they're sampled like surprised me because i remember learning in grammy camp that like to make a song it is not just one person you know what i'm saying it's like literally like sometimes most of the time 10 people in a room like like a lot usually it's sometimes when it's like ariana Grande or justin bieber it's like they're kind of like the sole like you know creator and like and songwriters but like taylor swift but you know a lot of artists it's just like a whole team right and you know that it doesn't surprise me that they sample from like other songs and stuff um but those songs that you sent me again that we will talk about later like did definitely surprise me and yeah i I didn't know about half of them and when you listen to the original song you're like oh my gosh this is crazy um but yeah no same with films um i remember when i saw the like when i heard about the timothy chalamet like willy wonka remake i was kind of like saddened i like i even thought that the remake with um johnny yeah. depp like didn't do like what like i just wanted the original i didn't want anything else but yeah. i do like what you were saying with what with the prequels like i actually really enjoy prequels i remember them talking about making like a Grease prequel and like i would be super down for that but like a Grease three like i don't know you know like right because uh, so a Grease kind of, yeah. prequel it'd be like how did sandy like that summer of sandy yeah. and danny before like they go back to school right. i know and it's and there's a there's a difference between like remaking and prequels and just completely like there's some movies that just like i don't want to reveal them yet but there's some movies that literally just take the same story and right. remake it in a modern in any modern adaptation and then there's other like the wizard of oz has wicked the musical that's a a prequel to like the backstory of how The Wizard of Oz came to be. And that, in my opinion, is still very original because it's coming up with an answer and a solution to like to why things were the way they were, like a prequel, you know, a buildup. Right. Um, but yeah, there was definitely like a release, there was a release of all the movies coming out in 2024, and it's a huge list of awesome films, but we already know all the films and we already love them, and it's like right. I, like Despicable Me 4 or <laughs> Doom yeah. 2 and and it, it you know it's I think when you love something you just want more and more of it like we're re, re, we're re-watching Twilight right now and uh, yes. like five six like keep them going I want to watch all of them. <laughs> no, um really it's funny too because I'm not even saying this like I never watch stocks. I have no idea what stocks are like I mean like you know relatively but like I don't keep in touch with them but I remember randomly watching like one episode of the stock show and them talking about Disney and like their like worry about the creative side of Disney and how like Disney isn't really like creating the way that it used to and like drawing like an audience the way that it used to and like a lot of their movies, like Pixar, like, have been, like, flops and, like, uh-huh. because, like, they're not creatively, like, giving what they used to and, like, they're cutting down costs on the creative side instead of, like, yeah. instead of, like, putting more into the creative side and putting less into, like, I don't know, Disneyland oh that that is such a we have so much to talk about with disney and fairy tales and yes. a couple fun facts i really want to share that i learned recently and hopefully after the break we can get back into disney and then we can start sharing these insane samples and remakes that we recently discovered yes. so love this is the angel baby show i'm ava lynn and i'm elise and we'll see you after the break
2: No
0: fighting No
2: fighting Shakira, Shakira
0: I never really knew that she could dance like this she make make a man wanna speak Spanish Como se llama? Me. Bonita Me. because Shakira, Shakira Oh baby, when you talk like that You make a woman go mad So be wise and keep on Reading the signs of my body I'm on to tonight and then my hopes don't lie
1: and I'm starting to feel it's right
0: Attraction, attention. Don't you see, baby? This is perfection. Another one, another one. We the best music. DJ
1: I don't know if you could take it. No, you wanna see me naked, naked, naked. I wanna be your baby, baby, baby. Spinning in his just like he came from Meet Tape. Walking with it on the Brown, like. When I get like this, I can't be around you. I'm too little to dim down tonight. Cause I can into things that I'm gon' do. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 thoughts. Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. When I with you, all I get is what? Let's
0: go! I hope know no am for the tag. You know, this cookie's for the bag. Kitty, kitty, baby, get
1: her things to rest. Cause you done beat it like the 68 Jets. Damn Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn. And I'm Elise. And we were just talking about Disney, maybe a little bit disappointed in Disney. Um, I definitely wasn't disappointed in The Little Mermaid. I love The Little Mermaid. It was a great remake. We were talking about remakes with movies. We were talking about sampling songs, which basically means taking an older song, taking maybe a melody or a verse or something that they like in it putting it in a newer song and then um it's your song so sampling we were talking about movies and remakes um but yeah i know disney definitely for me at least the cartoons like i would i would watch tangled right now but i don't think i would watch i don't think i have watched any of the the newer the newer disney movies i think i watched encanto and I love the idea of it. It was like, you know, like the Hispanic like home and it was really pretty colors. But I just like couldn't get into it. I don't know if it was the yeah. songs. I don't know if it was the characters. I really don't know what it was, but I just couldn't seem to get into it. Yeah, I think that with the backlash Disney's been getting for remaking so many of their old classics, Um, I have also not really seen the newer stuff, but I think that's just us getting older, too. Yeah, I think if we were kids, we would probably watch more of the newer Disney movies coming out. But I will say, like, even though Disney is getting I understand why people are disappointed that instead of coming out with just a new original fairy tale story, they're redoing Dumbo. They redid Mary Poppins. They redid cinderella aladdin like they they've really started to go through all of them and starting to re- i'm kind of expecting a live action of everything at this point like the lion king yeah i cried the first 10 minutes of the lion king <laughs> it's like the circle of life started playing and i don't know what happened but i i was in high school with like cool people and i remember the first 10 minutes came in and i started bawling so you know it's disney they always do a good job yeah but um But sorry, where I was going with this, and this is before we start listing movies that you didn't know were remade. The thing about Disney, though, and I think most people know this, is all of their movies, all of them from the very, very early stages with Snow White and Cinderella are all taken from really famous fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of years ago, the the Grimm Brothers, Hans Christian Andersen. I'm a literature major, so I love fairy tales and folk tales, and I would read things from like prehistoric ancient greek mythology and so many of the tales are kind of repeated over and over into each other in different versions and so in some ways i see where the remakes are but in other ways i'm also just really that's kind of what disney's always done yeah no it's very fascinating but um before so i'm just gonna go in For a little bit and talk about some movies. And then we're going to talk about samples, which I'm even more excited to share some song samples, maybe just because it kind of blew my mind. (laughs) But um, I'm just going to start telling you, Ava, as my sister, little did you know certain movies. Um, And please comment whether you care, you don't care, or it's interesting or not. (laughs) No, no, no. um, So the first one I'm going to talk about is. King Kong, the famous old story of like the gorilla. We, use, we recently went to Universal Studio um, and I found out that that whole franchise has 13 films total. Like, I don't know. Some of them are remakes. Some of them are sequels. But um, so I'm trying to get the dates like exact. But so, yeah. OK, so the first one came out in 1933. Oh, my gosh. The King first Kong. King Kong. Yes. And it actually, even though it was during the Great Depression, people were so enthralled with special effects that it was a huge hit. You know, the movie business stayed really strong during the Great Depression, which is very interesting to me. Um, And then they had another one in 1933 called Son of Khan. They had one in 1962 and then a, a sequel to that. They had another remake of it in 1976 with the same name. And then in 2005, and I think this is the one that I watched with Peter Jackson, same guy that did The Lord of the Rings. They had another King Kong. And all of these King Kongs had like sequels and remakes that kind of followed after it. But it literally spanned from 1930 to, to, to the 20, ni- 2020, sorry. Oh, and my gosh. That was so fascinating to me. That's crazy. Um, the second one is The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Um, the one that we grew up watching is from 1998, um, the family comedy where Lindsay Lohan plays the role of two girls, two twins, and they're trying to bring their parents back together. But it's actually a remake of the 1961 movie of the same name, The Parent Trap. And that movie was based on the book, Loney and Lisa. Um, so that's just really interesting. Like a movie came from a book and then it came from a remake. Um, the one that I completely freaked out when I read, because recently, I don't know if you know this, but Disney came out with, another remake of cheaper by the dozen in 2022. And, um, they did. Yeah, so Disney. I didn't even know about it. I didn't know about it until I was researching remakes. But oh it's, it's on Disney Plus. There's a remake of the Cheaper by the Dozen that we grew up watching with Steve Martin. What? Um, and it came out in 2022. But so the one that I think most people know is the 2003 film. Yeah. Um, with Steve Martin, it's got Hillary Duff in it. It's it's so iconic. The second one I think is even better, but that's a really personal. Yes, and, it is. And they go on the lake house. With Taylor Lautner. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So funny. And then but before we even get about like, what, what do we think of them remaking it now? There was actually a 1950 film. What? By the Dozen. Yeah. And it was based on a book called the same thing, Cheaper by the Dozen. And the book apparently is an autobiographical book written by Frank butler gilbreth jr oh my god and it's kind of about his own his own life because he grew up in a family with 12 the 12 children and so i love that because it's like okay it's kind of a true story a guy wrote a book about his personal experience and then they made it a movie in the 50s and then they made it a movie again so oh my gosh i know that was really fascinating and then um scarface with al pacino where he goes like say hello to my little friend you know the a lot of, a big action movie from 1983 um it's actually a remake of a 1932 film i don't know what's with these like 1930s films but um, it's a remake of the same name but scarface in 1983 is about him coming from cuba and this one is about him coming from chicago so it's a little different but it has the same name oh my gosh yeah okay and then this one the next one is the wizard of oz because to me the wizard of oz is one of the oldest movies i know so i'm thinking how how could the wizard of oz be a remake um but it's actually so it was first a book published in 1900 and there was a silent film made 10 years later so 1910 um and I don't think it was nearly as popular as the 1939 version, Judy Garland, where they brought color into the world and had vivid Technicolor imagery. Um, but yeah, and you know, The Wizard of Oz obviously sparked a whole ton of remakes and sequels and prequels, like Wicked the musical, and now they're they're recently remaking Wicked with Ariana Grande, which is really exciting to me. No, then- I'm ex- I'm excited for that. Yeah. That's like something I think I, because it's Ariana Grande. I'm like, no, I want to see this. Yeah. No, literally. Um, okay. The next one is Ocean's 11, which it has George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Vegas, Julia Roberts. Um, it came out, I want to say 2000, I think it's 2001. Yeah. 2001. And, but And then Oceans 11 and then Oceans 8 came out in 2018 and it's still a star started cast, but it's all women. It's eight women instead. But that's not even the the original I'm I'm talking about. The original Oceans 11 is actually a 1960 film and it has the rat pack from like that Hollywood age. Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis, Jr., Dean Martin. I've never seen it. I think it'd be really fun to see that because I love Oceans 11. The, the 2001 version. So I feel like a lot of people probably knew that, but I didn't know that. And maybe that's just my generation, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like I had possibly heard that, but the Ocean's 11, honestly, I know Ocean's 8 and I didn't even know Ocean's 11. Like, I don't know if that's because I'm two years younger than you, but like, I, when I think of like Oceans 11, I was like, wait, Oceans 11, like Oceans 8. So like Oceans 11 and then Oceans 11 was a remake from the Rat Pack. So it's like, it's crazy for me because I feel like I didn't even know, you know, both of them. And that's what that's what's nice about having parents when you watch things is they'll tell you like, oh, yeah. this is actually an original from like mom was the one that told me about Ocean's Eleven. And then I, I think I also saw Ocean's Eleven after Ocean's Eight, which it's kind of embarrassing from like a film perspective. I feel like <laughs> about this. But um, and then the next one and I, I'm i talking about Dune because there's a sequel coming out in November this year starring Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. But Dune, and I didn't know this, is actually a science fiction novel written by Frank Herbert. And they've tried a couple times to put it on the big screen. But I think because it's a, he creates this like whole sci-fi world, it's been difficult to, to be successful. And there was actually a 1984 version that came out, which I have never seen. Um, and then they they kind of tried again with director Den- Dennis Villen- Villeneuve. We might, need to edit that. we might need to edit that but um he came out in 2021 with the first dune that a lot of people have been seeing starring. oh my gosh see yeah. i love hearing when movies were originally books i don't know why yeah i just i i almost feel like it like validates them in like a weird way i'm like okay right. the story was like expanded and thought through um I actually really like uh, watching movies that were originally books, like even like silly movies, like to all the boys I've loved before, you know, like, no, yeah, they are. I, I completely agree. I think they tend to be better. And also most of these on the list, yes, they're remakes, but even those original versions came from a book and that's where you just the whole writing and creating world just gets so circular because it's like oh, yeah. something was inspired by the truth, which made me write a story. You know, it's it's always it's really interesting. Um, and then the number three is Casino Royale. Um, I think everybody loves and knows the James Bond films. The 2006 release of Casino Royale starred Daniel Craig as his first debut as Agent w- 007 um but did you know there was actually a film in 1967 about a spy comedy and it was loosely based on a novel of the same name casino royale oh my god which also just it's so circular and it's so fascinating that a book turned into a movie from the 60s which ended up being incorporated into the bond franchise yeah that's crazy that they took like in a franchise they like remade a movie that's kind of that's crazy to me yeah i like. Yeah. i remember i i've always heard casino royale like i don't know why but that's just been a name that i associate like the bond movies with yeah and i don't really know too much about the Bond movies but i had this like urge and like need to watch casino royale i felt like i like needed to watch it just in order to like survive in like pop culture um i watched it it was great i loved it i like i loved the The action, usually I don't even like action, but I was like, super. But that makes sense. You know, it's been thought through. (laughs) They remade it a million times. But that's crazy that they took it and put it into a franchise. That's really interesting. I know. No, I know. And I, I agree. I think Casino Royale is arguably one of the most famous of the Bond movies, most popular. A lot of my friends' favorites. And it's a great film. Like, I saw it recently, and it definitely lives up to the hype. But I think, and I think the reason why is it came from a book. Like that, I don't know why I have such a strong opinion about that, but I, I love stories that come from a book. Okay, I have two more, and then we're gonna get it gonna get into samples. Um, number two is It, which came out in 2017. I feel like most people know that it was written by Stephen King, who is the king of horror stories. He's written so many: The Shining Carrie et cetera and Carrie's been remade a million times too. But um it is about a demonic clown named Pennywise. <laughs> and I <laughs> it's a whole story, but I don't know why I'm laughing at that. But um we I think when the film came out in 2017 it was a pretty big hit. It came out with a sequel. But it was actually in 1990 there was a mini series two part television series about it that came out before the film. Which, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then number one, this is something that I knew, which kind of inspired me to to write this little list of remakes is a star is born in 2018, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. I did not know this, but my mom after a star is born came out and it was all the rage and everyone was talking about it in 2018. My mom made me watch the 1976 version with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, which has a really pretty song in it called Evergreen. But it was hilarious because not only the Star, Star is Born has been remade four times. It was wow. first remade um, in 1937, starring Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. And then in 1954, there was a remake with Judy Garland and James Mason. And then there was the 1976 version with Barbara Streisand. Um, so I feel like most people, when A Star is Born came out in 2018, maybe I'm speaking on behalf of a lot, but I felt like A Star is Born was not something a lot of people knew was a remake. Yeah. It was the story that, um, yeah, so that kind of surprised me so much. But once again, there's obviously something very timeless about this tale of fame and heartbreak and tragedy that keeps people so inspired literally an entire century later so yeah no i mean i had no idea that a star is born was was remade that many times let alone remade you know like it it felt so unique and original and yeah that is something really cool is that you know even though these movies are remade like one of my favorite remakes is little women and Mm I like almost don't even want to see like one of the originals. I don't know if it's been, it's been remade a couple times, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't even want to see like the originals because I love the one that Greta Gerwig did so much that like, I don't even want to see the other ones, but um, it's going to be funny when like even the movies that we know are remade remade again with our kids and we're going to be like oh well that's a remake 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 <laughs> like yeah not even <laughs> yeah, close yeah. to the original um but that was so interesting elise thank you for like breaking down the movies giving us dates like super in-depth that i think a lot of people will be surprised that those movies um were remade especially like king kong like so random i had no idea <laughs> um but yeah no we're gonna get into sampling a little bit and elise you you'll you can help me with this cuz you can i feel like really talk about like how surprised you were cuz like sometimes like i don't know if like i'm as surprised but like um i think maybe to start from like the least surprised that i was um one song that i think i don't know if i originally knew that it was sampled but maybe i had a guess was wild thoughts um by rihanna yes that is sampled from maria maria by sublime oh no santana sorry, santana, sorry santana. Yeah. um and that like guitar riff is like very santana and um carlos santana like it, it's it's very like iconic so like the fact that wild thoughts like kind of plays on that i feel like like a lot of people in the music world like maybe knew that but Anyone else, like including me, when I was little, like had no idea that that was sampled. Um, but I feel like now that I've listened to Mar- Maria Maria, and I love that song. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. I know now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maria Maria. We always need to play all these songs. I know, right? We really do. Maybe we'll share the Spotify playlist that you found yeah. with yeah. everyone and like give it credit and um, just talk about it. One thing I was surprised by was Drake's Hotline Bling. As a yeah. sample of Timmy Thomas's, why can't we live together? And you have to listen. First five very seconds. Very different. No. Very different. Like the artist, very different. What I think, what I want to know is maybe the next step, maybe I'll research this more, is how, whether it's Drake's team or Drake himself, find these songs and like want to remake them or like find that melody. Um, but anyway. Super different. One it's the, it's the like the, the the beginning sound, like the beat of hotline, yeah. like the ticking that's the same, right? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, the very beginning. Um, and then another one that we just listened to last night is Juice World's Lucid Dreams. This one makes me laugh. Was a sample from Sting's Shape of My Heart. I know. Which is like which is like a ballad, right? Is that how you Yeah, play? it's the guy from yeah, like, yeah the police. Yeah. And it's such a like sad romantic song. And Juice World is a rapper. And so. Lucid Dreams, Lucid Dreams is sad, but it's like I wouldn't say it's romantic. It's like kind of creepy in a weird way. Yeah. Um, another kind of like used kind of like a creepy sound, but like made it into a rap song was like Future's Mask Off, which is yes. that sample of Carlton Williams' prison song. Mm-hmm. And I think this became popular on TikTok or I felt like this was a while ago. So mask off came out a while ago, but anyway, that like that kind of like whistling, like in the back that you hear in mask off, like mask off um, is like this old prison song. That's really creepy to listen to, like listen to it all the way through. So again, just kind of wondering why they chose that, but then they made it into this like great, really popular song. Yeah, really. Yeah. Really popular song. Um, I found that little nas. I found two, or at least you found two of these, and one of them was Old Town Road, which <laughs> surprised me. I don't know why. Maybe I should have known that that was sampled. But it's a sample of Nine Inch Nails is Thirty Four Ghost. That's so random to me. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like Nine Inch Nails is like Mom has played them for me, and they are definitely unconventional. Yeah, and. Little Nas's Old Town Road. Like, I wonder what ins- went, went through his head. But yeah, no, I I actually have no idea. Um, <laughs> and then you mentioned this one, Shakira's Hips Don't Lie, which is like, oh my gosh, when Elise and I were little, we had a babysitter, Melanie, that like literally played the song all the time to us. Like this was like a childhood song for Elise and I, Hips Don't Lie. Um, and apparently that is remade from jerry rivera's amores como el i'm totally saying it wrong but "Nuestro," and um it's like an old spanish song that like we obviously have no idea about maybe that's a really popular spanish song like it might be and people maybe in like the spanish culture know that that was a sample but like I didn't know. Elise didn't know, and we like grew up with that song. And like to hear the original, it's just kind of crazy. Um, it is. It is. Yeah, because it's so similar. That's the thing. Like if you play these songs and the playlist, let's just share it. Um, where did I? Okay, so if you go on Spotify, um, the profile that created it is Aiden Joyce. Shout out to you, Aiden. <laughs> um, they have a playlist called Songs and Their Samples. So you could even just search songs in their samples and this will come up. And it's a very long list. Um, we just picked a couple to talk about. Highly recommend listening to them back and forth because it. I listened for like an hour because I was so fascinated with it. Yeah. But um But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, those are, you know, I can list a bunch of them and it'll just sound like names. But I think if you go on that playlist, really listen to some of them. Tell us what you think. Tell us how surprised you were because we were just as surprised. But yeah, the sampling thing is really exciting. It's really fun. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like our main topic point for today. We're talking about samples, talk about remakes. And now Elise, after the break, is going to interview three really amazing actresses. And I think you guys will, I think this is a really fun episode. I think you guys will enjoy it. So this is the Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn And I'm Elise. And we'll see you after the break with Elise's
2: interviews. Yeah, i to take my horse to the old town road.
3: Like a rock star, spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras, riding down Rodeo in my Maserati. Sp-
0: The city, you got a reputation for yourself now. Everybody knows, and I feel left, out. Girl, you got me down, you got me stressed, out. Cause ever since I left the city, you started wearing. Call me on my cell phone, Day night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone, Day night when you need my love.
1: and i'm Ava lynn this is the angel and today i am super excited we just talked about sampling we just talked about remakes and we saved our interviews the best for last because i had the pleasure of interviewing three actresses over time and the first one i'm going to talk about today is an interview i did with an up-and-coming actress sammy Rappaport. She recently starred in her first movie, Pen Fifteen. And I had such a pleasure talking to her as someone who also does acting just about getting started, getting that first film, that first agent and where she's heading in her goals. So I'm super excited to share it with you guys. I am here with a very special teen star on the rise who plays Becca on the four times Emmy nominated hit series on Hulu, Pen15. Before I even get into this role as the bully on this comedic tale of awkward middle school years, just tell me a little bit more about how you got started. Because from what I read, you were just a fifth grade girl auditioning for school plays, so and the next thing you know, you're landing on this Hulu TV series, so. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's insane. When I was little, I loved performing. I knew I wanted to do something in that field, but I was like, always wanted to be a singer, and I never thought of acting. And I tried out for a school play, and I was terrified when I got the role of Donkey because I auditioned for a smaller role that had a like a solo for singing but it, did, it had like three lines and then I got that part and I was like oh my god there's so many lines I can memorize but I'm a perfectionist so I spent way too much time on it than I needed to and um, it was history after that. You know with acting you're not just playing an easy role here you're playing the school bully. What is that like having to play a bully every day? I pulled a lot of experiences from my actual life, and I pulled a lot of experiences from my and Anna's. And it's definitely, I love that it gives me a platform to speak out about anti-bullying because I think it's such an important topic that isn't talked about enough. Even in middle school myself, I was a part of an anti-bullying club because it was definitely something I was really passionate about. Besides your acting career, I really want to dive into like your interest in music because I've heard that you play piano and a little bit of ukulele. I love being creative. Ever since I was little, I took dance when I was little. I took piano. I'm self-taught in the ukulele and I just, Also, another thing with Pen15 is Anna and Maya definitely, I loved writing when I was little, and I loved songwriting. I started songwriting right around middle school too, kind of from those experiences. It's all raw, it's all fresh, it's all new. So I definitely, over the pandemic, was able to kind of dive into that. Do you have any plans of expanding into the music industry and now maybe even like the screenwriting side of things? And totally, I, I I have a lot of big dreams. So I'm, and I'm definitely a hard worker and very determined. So I'm hoping to jump into those sides of things as well in the future. Okay, so back to the show. Do you have yeah. any fun things coming up? Fans want to hear about what's next for Becca and the next- Well, we finished filming. So basically we had two weeks left of filming and then COVID happened. We were like, oh, it's going to be a two week break. We'll be back. And then and then it just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then Anna and my both have kids, which is crazy. It's like, it was just insane. And so we went back about a month ago, we finished filming and I'm really excited for people to see this second leg. It's really exciting and it's gonna come out in a little, little, a little bit, um, probably the end of the year. Well, I'm so excited to see you shine. You're going to be amazing. Um, thank you so much for talking to me today. This was so great. You're so lovely. You. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you so much. That was a great interview. I'm so happy that you got to talk to her as an up coming actress. Um, yeah, and I'm just really excited for you to just keep talking to these people. I know that it was a great interview for you, Elise. Yeah. I I definitely like t- talking to Sam. It's really nice to talk to someone kind of in your own age that's also like not extremely famous, not extreme because they they know they're kind of in that thick of it. They're they're trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying out new roles and she had such good tips about like how COVID has really changed things for actors. Like she said, she got so many, she used to have to drive around LA and audition. And now there's virtual classes, there's Zoom auditions, self-tapes. So talking to her was really inspiring in some ways because acting seems weirdly more accessible now because of the pandemic. You can kind of live anywhere and still go for it. Um, And so I really enjoyed talking to her. Right, who are you interviewing next? Okay, so the next girl I'm talking to is Olga Petza. She's around the same age as Sammy, also an up-and-coming actress. She recently was in a couple Disney films, and we talked a lot about her film in Mixtape, Twitch, I Used to Be Funny, her short film Daisy. She's, but what... Um, is really inspiring about Olga is Olga also talked about social media and kind of building her brand as an influencer and an actress. So I'm really excited to share my conversation with her. Awesome. Can't wait to hear. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Elise Thurison, and today we have Olga Petza, the breakout star of Netflix's new coming-of-age film, Mixtape, with an all-star cast with Julie Bowen, Gemma Brooke-Allen, Jackson Rathbone. This has got to be one of your biggest roles yet. What were the challenges like? When
3: auditioning. I remember I would go into auditioning rooms and completely forget everything I've prepared so far because I would wonder if these people looking at me are judging me, but it was just in my own head, so I would say overcoming that. Then COVID with the self-tapes definitely helped me um, boost that confidence and, and believe in myself a lot
1: more. I have to ask, so the director of Mixtape is Valerie Weiss, who also directed The Outer Banks. What was it like working under her? It was so
3: incredible. I have to admit, I hadn't watched Outer Banks when I met her. I did watch it recently, and it was just really, really wonderful getting to know her as a person, as well as a director, but as a person on her own. She's she's very, very
1: smart and very talented. Your character, the intimidating, tough Nikki, (laughs) is your personality similar to Nikki or was it a big challenge? So
3: it was an interesting challenge creating Nikki because I had to establish this line between Oh, I'm a badass who doesn't enjoy talking to people. But also, you know, I'm a teenage girl who maybe would like to have friends. I would say that some parts of Nikki are similar to me, such as being yourself and being proud of that. I think from the very beginning, um, Nikki, you know, you see the stereotypical emo kid who likes being on her own, but then you see that she's much more than that. With your success as a young actor, what's the best advice you could give someone? to use their voice whenever they feel they want to um, express themselves because we, especially living in a world with social media and all these expectations that we have to meet at all, a lot of the time we prefer to stay silent because we're afraid to be, you know, get judged by society. So I think just use your voice and you
1: are capable. Very well said. Thank you so much, Olga. I'm so happy I got to meet you today. Lovely. Bye. Okay, we are back. I just had a fantastic interview with an up and coming actress, Olga Petza. Olga was so nice on the Zoom. She just, every time I have a Zoom interview with with just anyone, any client, I usually try to talk to them for like five minutes before and five minutes after. And after the interview, because I also like I usually don't tell them while I'm interviewing them like, Oh, I'm an actress too. And, and help like, you know, but she was, I also asked her like, Oh, how did you get this? Or where did you go from here? What are you doing? Um, And she was so inspiring to talk to. She gave me, I ended up DMing her later and she gave me like a list of agents and, and things to look out for. So that's just amazing how the world works that way. And, that's so kind yeah, of like an up and coming actress, you know, it's a competitive field. And for her to do that with, you know, someone like you who wants to get into it is just, that's yeah. what it's all about. That's really, really sweet of her to do. I know it, it is. It's good karma. coming yeah, back. literally. Well, that both of those interviews, so inspiring. So nice to talk to young female actresses who are going through, you know, the thick of it, like you said, who are you interviewing next and last? All right. For the net na- before, when we get back from the break, I am so excited to interview Andrea Munoz. She is. She recently starred in Pam and Tommy, and now she's in Bullet Train. And she played Bad Bunny's wife and starred alongside Brad Pitt and Joey King. And she had an amazing life story and was so inspiring. I. Can't, she really is truly to me like an inspiration, and talking to her was just really motivating. But. Um, yeah so she comes up next and i'm very excited to share what she had to say about the film can't wait And today, I have the pleasure of talking to the Colombian-born bilingual actress, Andrea Munoz. Andrea is starring alongside Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Bad Bunny, Joey King, and others in the upcoming Sony Pictures action thriller, Bullet Train.
0: I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. you might be
2: forgetting what you do for a living take the gun every job i do somebody dies i'm not that guy anymore some conflicts require a gun
0: hey this is nice
2: thank you thank you i'm very good thank you happy to be here with you and sharing this time with you
1: I see that you were born and raised in Colombia. Uh, and so when did you decide that you wanted to be an actress and to move to the United States?
2: Well, I, I went to college in Colombia to be a psychologist. Uh, so I got my degree in psychology. I worked for a year being a psychologist. And then a psychologist, sorry. And then I decided that I wasn't happy doing that. I was always in in the drama club in in high school and through the whole like school. And I loved it. I always liked to do that.
1: I loved Pam and Tommy, which you star as Pamela's friend at the club where they first meet. Um, I just have to ask, what was it like working with actors like Lily James and Sebastian Stan, who are just off the charts talented?
2: yeah yeah it, it, it's it's at the beginning is very intimidating because you're like kind of like oh what if this person is not going to be friendly or because you for example with sebastian's fan like i say i'm a big marvel fan mm-hmm. so i knew he was a winter soldier so you have this idea of this person in your mind and you, you you're a fan you know you're you, you admire him so you're like please don't be mean don't be a jerk do you know what i mean yeah. when he came and introduced himself he was the sweetest guy. He greeted me in such a beautiful way because he was at, I, I, But at that time, I already shot Bullet Train, so he came to me. He's like, "So hello, Miss Bullet Train." He said something like that. And I, like, isn't that like cute? Yeah. Like from someone that is, works so much, and he just the first thing that he says, is recognizing my, my work. Aside from Pam and
1: Tommy, you landed a role in Bullet Train, which stars actors like Brad Pitt, who are some of the most famous actors in the world with Mm -hmm. films like Fight Club and Ocean's Eleven. I mean, to Mm -hmm. land a role alongside actors like this, how did that feel? And what
2: was that experience like for you? It felt unreal (laughs) for the longest time, (laughs) I feel like, because that was the first job I
1: ever booked. I see that you're starring as Bad Bunny's wife. How would you describe like your role as this wife? Is there anything we should expect from your character or just the
2: film? Any any sneak peeks or It's it's I love this sequence that we have because it's a, it's an action film. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of comedy and the colors are very like it has like a like a like a, it, its own print. But this part that we have together is so beautiful. It's so romantic. It's so tragic. It gives that, that that taste to the movie. All right. I just got back from a wonderful
1: interview with actress Andrea Munoz on her role in Bullet Train, starring alongside Brad Pitt and Bad Bunny. Um, hearing her story was really inspiring because she moved to the United States Pulled a complete 180 on her life, changed career plans, and went after acting. And look at her now. <laughs> I love hearing stories like that. I love talking to people that want to do what I want to do because I see how hard they worked and what it takes to, you know, really make it in this industry. So, in some ways, it's like it's almost like taking a class, interviewing someone and learning, learning about their role. Um, yeah. No, I, I saw Bullet Train and it was awesome and she was gorgeous in it. So no, I. The fact that you get to um, interview these young actresses when you're trying to become a young actress is just absolutely amazing i'm so proud that you're my sister i'm so proud that we have the angel baby show and i'm so happy that people tune in listen to us and um, if you missed anything we just have we have a new youtube channel we're going to post some more of of our faces so it's not just our voices and you can always find the podcast on the jeremiah show on all podcast websites we want to say thank you to jeremiah higgins for our executive producer thank you to richard dr D. Dugan for being our amazing sound engineer and um, yeah it's going to be amazing we're going to have our own podcast site soon so um, keep in touch keep listening to the Angel Baby Show follow us on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, at Evelyn Thurston, and Elise is at Elise Thurston. Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought of this, you know, kind of switching it up, listening to the interviews later. And we're super excited for more of the Angel Baby Show. I'm Avalyn. Thank you for listening. I'm Elise. Yeah. See you next week. Bye, guys.
0: Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at JeremiahShow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound producer engineer Richard Dr. D. Dugan. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. And me, your announcer. Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. (laughs) It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.